Hi. Okay, let me. Okay. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you so much for coming here and talking to me. Um, oh, this is great. Thanks for having <laughs> me on again. Yeah, of course. Well, so I just want to jump right into it. Um, basically, so uh, like two months ago, uh, we were just regular. Bonnie, I'm sorry. Let me, I'm so sorry. Let me turn off my um, email. Otherwise, it's going to be dinging through the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's your busy season, right? <laughs> yeah. I get so many. Okay, so then it should be quiet. I okay. So many emails. Okay. I can't imagine. Well, so yeah, so it's about, or maybe two, three months ago, uh, we had this idea to promote um, your documentary, your book, and your um, hypnotherapist uh, training session. And I was like, why don't I just dedicate a month or so to um, the Ciro members and just talk to the contactees, abductees, experiencers, and have that be the focus of the podcast for a couple months. And then uh, I did that. I spoke to members of your group, Ciro, um, and everyone that's listening now, go back and listen to that, uh, those that's episodes. Great. That's uh, right. I'm glad they, you had several come forward and to do an interview. I am so happy about that. Yeah, it was incredible and uh, like life changing. Um, and so, but uh, I had no idea. Um, basically, what is I, I, we all knew about this hearing coming up, but I didn't really have any idea. Um, I don't, and I guess we'll talk about, I don't know if anyone in the community had any idea what was going to happen, but I guess I just wanted to talk to you as um, someone that I just dedicated the last couple of months to uh, trying to get out this sort of story in this idea that it will never really get out. The only way to get any sort of disclosure is to share our stories, is to listen to the people that have been affected um, and yeah, I guess I just want to talk to you as someone that's been dedicated to this for over 30 years. Uh, what, ha what just happened? Did you expect it? How does it feel? And just, yeah, start there. Yeah, I, we were, um, the whole zero, we were sending text messages and emails about, um, Melinda Leslie, who's in the group. She's been in the group for a long time. She started updating us on the links for um how to watch how to watch the hearings i know it wasn't going to be on cnn um which would have been a lot easier but i was able to connect uh what did i watch it on i, I watched it on my computer what yeah I, I watched it on youtube uh, and youtube it was yeah. on youtube and this other link that i watched on so it was great but I sat there for the entire, I didn't know how long it was going to be. It was an hour and a half, but I sat there for the entire hearing. I mean, to have, um, and I was expecting, of course, the witnesses, the three witnesses, the two pilots, and then the um, John, John Grush. Yeah, Grush. Grush. I was I always mess up his last name. That's okay. The whistleblower who came forward. <clears throat> it was really strange because I spoke at Contact in the Desert um, a couple of months ago, 
in, in Palm Springs. And the last day, which was a Monday, I was getting ready to do my intensive workshop. And it's, it seemed like all hell broke loose. Cause when yeah. I came down from my, uh, my hotel room, I was looking for my, you know, conference room and I sat down with Melinda and she goes, Oh my God, don't you know what's happening? Cause I was just getting ready. I, I, yeah. You know, and so the, he came out, the whistleblower Grush came out and that's when he said, I, you know, I know for a fact, I've been working with, you know, this part of the government and we have craft and we have, you know, bodies, non-human bodies. So it, it just, it was so strange how that broke the last day of the conference. Yeah. Then we found out about the hearing. I think it was last week. Uh, days are going by so fast. Yeah. Uh, where, like I said, Melinda just sent us links every time she would get an update so that everybody could, you know, would be able to watch it. And it was incredible because the three witnesses were sworn in. It's like being sworn in in a court of law. And if you lie, you're, that's perjury. And you can be sent to jail for that. Um, so they all spoke about, you know, their background and, and what happened. And then they were answering questions. Yeah. And it was really nice to see that this hearing was bipartisan, you know, and everybody there just wanted to know what happened. And I thought they were on both sides of the aisle. I thought they were asking some very important questions and yeah seriously I was very shocked at (laughs) I mean frankly how smart the questions everyone had were despite what I had thought of some of the people previously and also that no one was taking it light like no one was making a joke of it no the 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 you know the the room was taking it seriously they wanted to ask these questions um and and no one was you know there wasn't any like wise cracks really which you it just all of a sudden the tenor or whatever of the entire conversation was completely different because like you said he came out a week before and said this stuff but not under oath not and anyone and anyone how he said it if you if he contacted the the media first i know i think i read it or watch it on new newsmax oh i can't remember i think yeah i think ralph blumenthal and leslie king put it out on um i can't remember sorry uh one of the one of the sites or what one of the i can't remember but um it was an article um but like we know you can say anything you want in the news but people don't you you know they were doing that to get it on record in a legal setting um that, that's the thing and I, I wasn't surprised that it wasn't tongue-in-cheek questions or you know kind of like in a joking manner because it was it was a hearing it was right. in a court of law and it's it's on record and so I was just really uh, pleased to see how the questions were being asked and then the I thought all three witnesses did a, a wonderful job. I mean, if you can imagine sitting there and answering these questions, you don't know what's coming at you, but all, all they did was tell their truth and 
um, that's all they can do. And I know the Grush couldn't talk about certain things <clears throat> publicly or in that setting, but he said to um, the, were they senators? I could, senators or con uh, members of the Congress that he would talk to them later um, for some of the questions that he was asked. And I forget, per, you know, particular questions, but I thought, well, that didn't surprise me, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I guess so the, <clears throat> yeah, a question I have is I feel like, I mean, I, I woke up, I watched it. I was like, had goosebumps the whole time. And then I wanted to see people's reactions. And I guess a lot of people were disappointed because they didn't understand the context of this is just to get the basics on record so that they can make, um, get some sort of uh, legislation. But I guess all of these people complaining, I wanted this, I wanted that. None of this affects them personally. And so I guess I wanted to talk to you um, about you in the community, about just how, like, did you ever think this would happen and how did it feel to have it happen after all these years? I mean, <clears throat> it was um, when I told the group afterwards, I think I emailed everybody and I said, I, I feel very positive. I felt positive watching it, witnessing everything. And then I felt positive after that, you know, people out there, you can complain all you want. <laughs> Beliefs, this is like, we're moving forward. Okay, baby steps maybe, but here we have two pilots, well-trained pilots who have come forward um, and, you know, were sworn in, took an oath to tell the truth, and then we have the whistleblower, and he's not on. There are others that came forward. I don't know the names, but who um, who backed up what Grush said, and so we have to start somewhere. And yeah. I think it's, this was a good start. I think it was a good start when the news broke that Grush came forward um, to begin with. And I'm, I mean, we all hoped for this, but I didn't think it was going to happen now or this soon. But on the other hand, the last couple of years, I hearing from abductees and experiencers that something is they would say ratcheting up right. something is going to happen soon and they're saying I'm, I, I feel like I'm supposed to do something I'm supposed to they find out what happened to me because I'm supposed to share what happened to me like with the public and I've been hearing this for several years but the last two years I've been hearing something like something's coming really quick so maybe this is it. Maybe this is part of it. Um, I feel that as more people step forward and they get sworn in and they're telling the absolute truth that our government is not going to be able to, to hide this much longer. And then we haven't even got into the contact, the abduction part of it. I mean, that's a whole other um, issue because... I think with with knowing that these craft were flying around in restricted airspace um, and the pilots have come forward to talk about it, to report it, that 
that's made a lot of people nervous who probably never look up or never even think that <laughs> yeah. something else other than you know hear what who we are yeah um and then and then to think that okay then we're going to start talking about that they're not just flying up there yeah they're coming down here and engaging with us and um taking people out of their homes and out of their cars and um having missing time hours that they can't remember what happened to them I mean that's going to be a real uphill battle I mean I think they said there was going to be a another hearing after this one I can't can't quite remember but you know I think I think that's what I heard I'm hoping yeah soon um but it was just um it, it was something that I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But before that, one of my serial members, Jim Lowe, um, who he's retired, you know, he's, he was an election law lawyer for 40 years. He uh, forwarded us the amendment that um, Schumer, Chuck Schumer wrote, stating in his, I think, 26 pages that Congress needs to know and, and they need to know the truth and who has what um, these, you know, well, UAPs have been calling it. Um, they want, they want transparency. And then yeah. all these um, private companies that have contracts, like say Boeing and, and the others, they want them to come forward and say, what are you working on? What do you have? You know, yeah. are you doing uh reverse engineering on anything and so we'll i think see. that that's fair <laughs> that i mean i think it makes sense that they'd want to know that i guess one question i have is that um it just seems like they have been here and uh been communicating with us and and been interacting with us for how long uh 70 years whatever oh, it is yeah and they don't seem to have blown up the planet. They don't seem to have um, these major, although there's a lot of people affected, like the abductees, it's, it seems like, I think we can say that they haven't shown like extreme malice or anything else. Um, and it doesn't seem like that's what their goal is. Uh, and I guess another thing I was kind of surprised about was of the people that I interviewed, no one seems to have any um, kind of like negative feeling toward the ETs. They have more negative feeling toward the humans that don't believe them. Uh, and, and most of them feel that they were, uh, that it's part of their soul contract that they agreed to do this. No one, not no one, but t- like 90% of people aren't like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened and I wish it didn't happen. They're just, uh, I don't know if it's a level of acceptance or being whatever, but it's, I found that to be very, you know, ex- not exciting, but um, I guess exciting. And it made me feel good to think that if these people are the ones that are being affected and they're not looking at it negatively, then why are, why would other people be so negative about it? You know? Well, a lot of, I think a lot of the, um, people who 
maybe have not had experiences of it. I think there's a lot of people walking around out there that just don't remember because this is a this this is happening to millions of people around the world. Um, it's it's uh, if people knew how often this happens, how common it is, I think they would really panic. But <laughs> I think it's uh, it's people who it, it's fear. I mean, right. for them to think outside their box of their everyday life, you know, getting up, going to work, coming back uh, and going to football games or going to family functions. I mean, everything that we all do, but that there's also something else, something much bigger that um, that has been affecting a lot of people. And so a lot of it is fear and people don't want to hear about it because that's going to, you know, that's going to affect their little life, their bubble. Yeah. Um, but once this really starts coming out, I mean, um, people are going to wonder, you know, and they might, and they may panic, um, hopefully not to the extent where, oh my God, we're going to, you know, really have to worry about this. Um, we're going to have to have, you know, people out there. That's why I'm doing my training for therapists. Yeah. At our last in-person zero meeting, I mentioned to the group that this is going to start coming out yeah. and people are going to start panicking to thinking, oh my God, this is real. It's not just some sci-fi movie. Um, and that a, a lot of people are going to be turning to zero because everyone in zero has had contact. Yeah. They have these experiences and as to we're all going to have to to assure these people that look this happened to me since childhood it's happened to my kids or whatever and they're here you know they take us yes but they brought us back and um it's going to be i think and i'm hoping that it's not going to be for the example back when um the radio that radio program came out oh i just drew a blank oh, on the war of the worlds war of the worlds you know it, it was just a radio show and people just went crazy <laughs> i mean i heard some people jumped off a bridge or something oh no but this was back in what 40s maybe or 50s i forget when that came out but i think people are much more sophisticated now and especially with the internet um of course there's a lot of stuff on the internet that people should just be really be careful of you know a lot of false information so you have to really tread carefully but it's also a good uh way to get some information about credible researchers right uh, that are seriously looking into um the ufo you know phenomenon so it's going to be um it's going to be interesting to see, but I think, I think we are going to be very busy. Yeah. Well, do you, I mean, would you say the temperature in, of zero, I mean, for, do you, most people um, aren't like, they, they have many different feelings, but most people are, are okay with the fact that they're part of this in zero is that correct or is it 50 50 it might be it might be 50 50 maybe okay uh, 
Maybe. I mean, it doesn't start off that way. Usually it'll start off very traumatic because it usually it starts off in childhood. Right. The person throughout their life, they don't know what's happening. And then they, they're afraid to talk to somebody. And then when they do talk to somebody, you know, they're not believed, but it's just that process of um, going through the regression, the therapy, and right. then to look into what happened and make sense of it. And then, and then of course, coming to the group meetings and meeting other like-minded people from all walks of life, from, you know, everywhere, all over this country and, and around the world um, that this is actually happening. They're not alone. They're not crazy. And they're free to talk about happening. What's been happening. I mean, this experience doesn't stop. So the, the experiences are present as well. Right. They're talking about things that happened to them last week or last month. Um, And so all of that, put together that helps with the healing and eventually they okay. incorporate it into their lives going okay happened to me um and you know something else and something big has touched all these people bigger than us bigger than we can imagine and that's why some people many people but i don't want it to go away because these right. answers or, you know, I, I I don't regret this happening to me. I mean, they regret the part when they're scared to death and traumatized, but what? when they're making sense of this, and that's not going to happen by, by yourself. The worst thing anyone can do when they, they suspect they're having these experiences is to isolate themselves because you're right. not going to move forward doing that. Um, and, and being afraid and um, and having to steal the PTSD symptoms. Right. Well, I think as with any traumatic experience, hiding it only pushes it out in other ways uh, that are worse. And yeah, it'll, it, it's it'll just it'll the worst thing. In, right. It'll manifest in other ways and not healthy ways. So um, that's it, why I say get the therapy you know, it could be frightening, of course, because people do relive it. But in the long run, it relieves the symptoms and the people don't okay, you know. And you can, you can, uh, by doing that, you're processing and healing instead of just holding on to the trauma. Uh, I just wonder, do you think that, I mean, I can't imagine, but it, it seems like a lot of what was traumatic was also not being believed in having to hold the secret. So I imagine that um, it finally being part of reality mm-hmm. must be a huge relief. It is. And that's, that's all part of it. The healing doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it doesn't, have, it's a roller coaster of emotion. They, they're like, okay, this happened to me. And then, and then the next day they'll go, this, this is impossible. How could this happen? You know, so up and down, up and down. So and that's where the support group comes in, you know, because everybody goes through that. And, and that's what, you know, um, that's what helps with the healing and relieving those symptoms, the PTSD. Um, so I, I've, I've seen so much healing within the group and within all of the um, 
clients that I have, and I know I've been contacted by at least one or two people a week. So I think as more and more the UFO, UAP news comes out, and the thing is after the, I mean, the the mainstream media, they were reporting on it. I know. (laughs) And MSNBC, all of these, and this has never happened before, you know, and so so what when when this continues and they keep talking about it and people keep coming forward, uh, I think more and more people are going to want to know, did this happen to me? Yeah. Well, and one other question, I'm sorry, and then I will let you go. Um, but uh, did I was under the impression before that um, this wasn't typically something that would just start up in your 30s, that it's something that happened to you typically from childhood on um are you seeing uh is i guess it's are you seeing people that it just uh picks up or starts anytime other than in their childhood well i've had a couple people maybe uh but i suspect and that probably could happen but i suspect that aren't remembering a okay. lot of people tell me they don't remember their early childhood, like from 10 years and younger. Yeah. I'm suspecting this might be the, one of the causes of that. But but generally, it does start in early childhood. It follows that person throughout their life. It runs intergenerational. So it'll affect that person and their children and their children's children. And then you go back and I always ask about the mother and father the grandparents and there's always at least one of the parents or one in one of the grandparents you know right uh, either the maternal or paternal side um so yeah it's a lifelong experience um so i guess there could be some comfort for people out there in knowing that if it hasn't happened to you to your knowledge uh it probably won't start and if it has happened to you and you didn't know about it it's already been happening and you didn't know about it so there's no reason to start worrying now um, well, yeah I mean I I tell people um you know if they if they t- contact me and say you know I'm just curious I want to know this and I just say you know what if your life is going well and you know you're living a great normal life you have a great job and family and all um being curious isn't enough to, to start looking into this. It's right. A, it's only people that come to me that this is affecting their everyday life. They can't, yeah. sleep, they can't concentrate. It's affecting everything, their their jobs, their uh, relationships. That's when say, okay, then you've got to be relieved of that. And you've got to live no matter what. If this is in your life, you still have to live a life you know right um, we all have to pay bills we all have to pay our taxes I mean we're not going to get away with that um (laughs) not you know the the UAPs UFOs aren't going to sweep down here and do that for us (laughs) yeah we still have to live this life um but yeah if you know so if your life is going fine and um and you're you know you you have no problems with life especially sleeping and right dreams and just um 
because I have so many people that it's just hard for them to function. They go to their job and it's, it's hard for them to concentrate. Yeah. But if you're not doing that, I'd say just leave it alone. Okay. And then do you just, I think I might've asked you this before, but do you, do the majority of, um, uh, serum members or, uh, contactees, abductees, did the majority of them have like extra sensory, um, abilities? Oh yeah. Uh, I would say everyone who's been affected by this are very psychic. Okay. Um, and that could be, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we're all psychic to a certain extent. Uh, this may have just enhanced their their gifts. I, I hear um, people with near-death experiences. This is that happened to them too. It's just like it, it just enhanced what maybe already was there. Um, but they're they're very psychic. A lot of them have become healers, yeah, you know, Reiki masters, you know, which is many of them have had just traditional corporate jobs and careers, and all of a sudden they're reading tarot cards, you right. know, and completely changed their lives. Um, so I'm not surprised about that. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, well, thank you so much. I think it's just so, uh, it's so important, especially as this, um, is happening and people, you know, want to know what's going on or, um, want to know how to feel. I think, uh, especially if you're interested in this before, um, if you just became interested, that's great. But if you're interested in this before, I think it's kind of confusing, like what now? But um, so it's a great time that you're doing your hypnotherapy training session. Do you want to talk about um, what you're looking for, who, who, who's looking for you and how they can find you for that? If you're a therapist, I, and that's why I started doing these a few years ago, because a lot of therapists at the conferences would come up and say, how do I do what you do? But go to my website, hypnotherapistyvonsmith.com. It'll have the um, details about the training, and this is going to be next month, September 9th and 10th, over two days. Uh, it's going to be on Zoom, via Zoom, uh, and I'm going to have members of my group, Ciro, to come in, and we'll get, we're going to do an actual regression for the class so they can see what actually happens. I uh, did this last year uh last summer and it was very effective uh so over the two days we're going to be we're either going to be witnessing actual regressions from from abductees experiencers um so and you must uh it'll say on the website uh the therapist must already be certified in hypnotherapy i'm not teaching square one i'm not teaching hypnosis <laughs> um this is like we're saying they could add the abduction cases to their um, practice if they if they are interested in doing that um because you don't learn this in college you don't learn this in school right um and so they have to be 
already certified and then maybe already using hypnosis in their practice. A lot of therapists do. Yeah. So, uh, my email is on there on the website. So if you'd like to sign up, email me and I will put you on the list and you could pay by Bedmo or uh, Zelle. Um, but it's really important because we don't have enough people doing this and I'm hoping to get therapists trained in all 50 states pretty soon. So we, at least we have someone in each state to refer people to. That's amazing. Um, and for anyone that's, uh, interested in, um, Ciro, how do they, do they just email you as well? Or how do you get involved in Ciro? Email me. Um, I will send out a couple of questionnaires to find out what's happened, you know, what's been happening with you and your background. It's now Ciro is a private um, support group. So you're not going to find it on the internet and it's by invitation only. So the best thing to do is um, email me and that's how we get new members. You know, members will have friends come in or family members and, but it, it is by invitation only. That seems fair, especially uh, it's a support group, like any other support group, uh, like any anonymous AA or whatever it should be. Um, Yeah, private where they're, you know, I mean, the purpose is to provide a a place where people can talk about this without feeling that they're going to be ridiculed, you know, or they're going to be splashed on the on the news or on the Internet. Right. Yeah, no, it's personal. And like you said, it takes a while to, for any, any, any traumatic event, a good, whatever it leads to, whatever kind of learning it leads to, uh, it takes a while to get there. But uh, one last thing, I'm so sorry, is that it seems like a lot of these, like, stories are uh, very similar to things from the Bible in the sense that it's like God um, in the Bible sense of God, like testing faith or whatever, you having to go through these tri- trial and tribulation, and then you come through and your faith is what leads you. Do you, do you feel anything about that? Um, I just know that, you know, depending on um, what faith or church you belong to, um, people have used prayer to maybe ward off uh, an abduction and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um, but I tell people to use whatever sense of protection around you that will make you feel secure um, people ask me all the time if I could stop these abductions I wish I could but I can't I don't have that power um, but um, I don't know I mean the, the UFO abductions and religion, I feel, are very, very separate. Oh, okay. Maybe. I was just wondering if how it's like in all ancient cultures, there's something from the sky that comes, if you felt there was any relation. Well, there have been, you know, over centuries that, you know, people have seen fiery, um, what do they call chariots in the sky and um, in the biblical days. You know, yeah. people have described that, that there's been cave paintings. So this has been happening for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, but as far as 
it, you know, God sending the aliens down to test it. I mean, that, I, I don't think that's happening. Okay, fair enough. I don't, I don't necessarily know if I think that's true either. I'm just, you know, asking the, asking the questions that gotta be asked, but uh, is I love you so much, Yvonne. Is there anything else that you um, would like to, uh, where you would like anyone, anything coming up that you want aside from the um, hypnotherapist training? Well, you'll be um, putting my website address on. Yes. Okay. So that's that's important because that's where all the the training information is on there. Um, the end of this month. I'll, Last weekend of this month, I'll be speaking at the MUFON Symposium in Ohio, um, and I have that on my website as well. Okay. Um, and then we're, of course, we're still working on the serial documentary with uh, director, writer, Daniel Cardone. We've been working on this for the last year, and um, I just finished doing the, uh, publishing the third edition of Chosen, and that's available also on Amazon. It's going to be in bookstores. And I'm working on the second edition of Coronado about the mass abduction. You I can still to. get Coronado on Amazon. But we're going to um, put out a second edition. And it'll also still be on Amazon uh, and then in bookstores. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> right well, Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. And I am so happy for you. I am so excited. Uh, and I think I, I just am so happy for you. I think aside you. from everything else, any anybody's opinion or anything about whether this is going to be bad or going to be good right now, it's good. People are getting yeah. what they deserve. Their truth is being seen. And I'm, I just couldn't be more happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's things are moving along and I'm hoping that we will have the, uh, the next hearing soon, um, you know, with different witnesses, maybe. Oh Um, yeah. That'd be crazy. But we'll be putting that to the group and I'll be putting information on my website too. Well, thank you so much. I love you, and I'll thank talk you, to thank you, you soon. Thank you for having me. Okay. Of course. Bye. Bye. Sorry, Yvonne. One more question. Something that I think is sure. on the on everyone's mind is when Grush used the word biologics. Why do you think he used that word and not any other word? You know, I, yeah, I. I saw that I heard that um well it was obviously they're dealing with you know some kind of um biological entity but was not human right he didn't want to say alien okay um maybe because he's like well we don't know what it is but um but he did say he did not say human body yeah, so, and I think one of the Congress, it was a Congresswoman, I think, asked him about that. Yeah, I think she said, oh, he said, I could talk to you later or yeah. something like that. Yeah, so that's interesting because I, um, I never heard. I don't think I've heard someone say biologic. Yeah, me neither. I would. I just it made me remember Barbara Ebersole. Is that? Oh, Eberhardt. Uh-huh. Eberhardt, sorry. Barbara Eberhardt is she those artist renderings of the 
ship, she said that the babies sleep in skin suits. Uh, that I don't know if you can remember that, but she one of the drawings was a, the babies have skin suits, and I was like, is that what they're talking about? Um, you mean when they're in the nursery or they're yeah, in... like how they're growing in those like oh. sacks. Well, some yeah, many of them. I have many drawings um, and artwork, you know, artwork about that that I show in lectures that they're in a in some type of liquid. It's right. not water, but it's some type of liquid that they're suspend. The babies are suspended in, and they're breathing it. Um, so that that is a very very typical description. Yeah, uh, but. I knew, I mean, I think we all knew what he was talking about, but I think maybe he didn't want to say okay. we have aliens. You okay, know? thank you. I yeah. just wanted to know if you thought it was something weirder than aliens, but I think aliens is weird enough. I think, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty sensational, but I know he's telling the truth. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for hopping back on. I I couldn't live with myself without asking. I, I love <laughs> you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much.